Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast about Brienne of Tarth. <laughs> Only Brienne. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, hi, I'm Lot, Lady of Tarth, hyphen posts on Tumblr, joined with Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho. You can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. Guile. Hi, I'm Guile, and I tweet at Dora Podcast. Devin. Hi, this is Devin, GD Harpo on Twitter. And Cody. Hey, this is Cody. I'm the Crimson Lord on Twitter. All right. Thank you, everybody, for joining as we complete our watch of Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 6, um, The Iron Throne. Spoilers all. <laughs> um, I was probably going to discuss, like, kind of how this episode fared, like, at the end of this, but maybe I'm going to start it off with that because it, I'd like to know, like, are we all feeling like underwhelmed by it or was there anybody who's gonna like just shock me and be this was the I best liked, episode ever like, <laughs> i like parts of it like there were parts that i liked but other than that they, overall i did not care for it that much okay because it is like the, like i just took a quick glance at the ratings i kind of been looking at them all week but um it's got like 49 percent on rotten tomatoes right now <laughs> It's yeah. not I thought they were going like, to get lower. <laughs> there's no humanity, no... There's just nothing... There's nothing worth hanging on to and nothing that made you feel anything. It was meh. Yeah. I had a general I don't know. It was, like a meh the whole time. I guess <laughs> at the end, it was, that's it. Like, that's... Yeah. That's what it was. There was nothing... Yeah, like you said, like, nothing to hold on to. to uh, there were only, only, for me, two emotional parts of this episode. Yeah. And that's after John has killed Danny and he's talking to Tyrion about if it was worth it or not. That scene really struck a chord with me. And then Drogon's scene when he picked up Danny. It was just very emotional. When he nudged her. Like, yes. Yeah. God, when he nudged yeah. her. And, they, they, and John and Arya was also another. Like, oh, it's just anything with yeah. those two for me. And, and also John and Ghost. But that's that's about it. The only thing that struck me like on an emotional level was when Tyrion sobbed anytime peter dinklage oh, cries yeah. Oh, yeah, i yeah, like yeah. get hurt <laughs> i can't help it <laughs> that was such good act. oh that was good acting. very good acting uh, all right yeah but i mean yeah, as, for his as a whole no i, I mean it's kind of to peter dinklage's credit to like his blank like there are no better writers reaction like <laughs> actually this season his character other than I mean, this character actually had some good scenes compared to other people's characters. Yes, he had more to do this season than yeah. he had before. Um, yeah. Because like, it was like they just forgot what to do with him or didn't know what to do with him for a few seasons. And this season, he did have more to do. Hmm. Fairly decent dialogue, too. I mean, by comparison. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. Just, for a series finale, this is not what I expect. I, I want more. Oh, so they did they subvert your expectations? <laughs> yes, I was very subverted. Uh, especially, yeah. Even though I knew what was going to happen from the leaks, I was still subverted. 
I mean, it was sort of surprising how incredibly completely accurate the leaks were. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. I want yeah. to meet that person. I'm like, how did you know? Were you, were they someone on the production staff? <laughs> you know, they had I to have been was, there. I think it's probably people from spe- who are adding effects because it sounds like they had a pretty closed set. And then, yeah. you know, we got, like, we got those filming spoiler leaks, but then right. in terms of, like, actually what happened, we didn't get, you know, we didn't get those till someone outside of whoever shot it would have had it, I think. I heard that Freaky Doctor guy was really adamant that Tyrion was going to die, that they had filmed his execution. He yeah. Was very adamant about that, but... They could have. I don't have. know if they could have, yeah. It was that's like a very fake, possible. Yeah, fake yeah. scene, like the... Dan, like the um John and uh Cersei, yeah. And then they just decided that they forgot. I feel like they forgot they were going to kill him, and they just let him decide who was going to be king, which is like <laughs> quite a reversal of fortune when you think about it. Like, why is anyone listening to him? For some, for someone who's had such a bad life, Tyrion really lucked out in the last half of the. You know, like, he got to be hand of the king to like three different people, and uh, and he just didn't. He didn't die. He survived all of it. Yeah, yeah, and that's like that's the thing. This episode, like characters, end in really good places, but because the lead up to it was so goddamn stupid, like it just didn't feel like anything. Like I love that Sansa's queen in the north, but Bran is king of it all. Like, no. I, like <laughs> I, that just doesn't follow. Like I just don't get well, it. But I and think that's like, the biggest issue, right, is the storytelling was done in such a compacted, rushed way that nothing is believable. <laughs> yes. Like, you know? why is Brienne I, I, not with Sansa still? As her, there's as, no as heart. Her yeah. There's no heart to any of it. Like, I read something where they point out that, you know, almost virtually none of the main characters have anyone that they have, like, a real relationship with them. Like, they were mm-hmm. talking about, you know, Sansa's Queen of the North, but They've decimated. They've decimated and haven't built anything, so that you know there's no one in the crowd that we, as the audience, have ever seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. she's utterly, oh, you know, alone, and obviously Arya is. And um, I mean, the closest thing to you know someone with like an intimate relationship is John Tormund. I mean, yeah. the and I mean, I don't even mean that in like one. a jokey, shippy way. I just literally mean like, who would these people have that even care about them? And that, to me, is, like, really, really, really sad. Yeah. Yeah, yeah very, very sad. Like, why not Why not let Arya be Sansa's, you know, the head of her Queensguard? If, if it's not going to be Brienne, let Arya do it. Or, She's, you I know, mean, Gendry decides to that. go with her, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. like, it Something, wouldn't have been... Yeah. There, there could have been anything like... Or I was waiting Todd when... stays with Sansa, and we get, like, <sighs> you know, they would have seeded something earlier in the season where, you know, maybe there was, like, a little flirtation, and, you know, Pod's moving up in the yes. world, and, you know, like, give give us... I mean, like, that's, like, good soap opera writing, like, right? You always write... You write, like, the characters... Ne- you write hints of the next... of the character's next important relationship... So even if you don't explicitly film it, like, you at least get that hint of it. And it just felt so, again, it just felt really empty because of that. I mean, they, I mean, I know that they're in love with the little bro down scene with the council because I think they thought they were writing the season finale. They were so proud of that scene. Well, I think they thought they were writing the series finale of Cheers. Like, that was literally (laughs) what they thought they were doing. Have you guys seen? It just came off as. I mean, poor fucking Brienne having to sit in goddamn meetings with these stupid bros talking about brothels. Yeah. You know, fuck mm-hmm. you. 
Have you seen the the videos someone posted where they added a laugh track to that scene? Oh I mean, my they gosh, might as well. it's perfect. It, it, it worked oh. perfectly. I mean, it did. It worked perfectly. Oh god. Oh god, terrible. Oh. But yeah, it, it just empty <sighs> is the, is like how it's like Bron and Tyrion are together, and like you said, John and Tormund. Like that's there's only two like relationships that have been built on any sort of level that anybody has yeah. like when Arya was on the ship at the end like i was waiting like it would have made no sense but i was waiting for like the camera to pan to nymeria or something and i was like, like jack and hagar yeah, or like, something oh jack and hagar jack anybody. and hagar anybody like uh. it, it just nobody nobody has anybody that they've like particularly the starts when everything has been about family these last couple of episodes like my getting family back like John together, right? Danny for his yeah like so what the fuck I, yeah it just no one has anyone that cares about them like and that's yes. like worse than bittersweet to me like that's just no. really you know it's just really sad I, I think... thought John's ending was too sweet I, I mean, actually agree with you Cody I thought of all of them John had like the most hopeful ending yeah like, oh, definitely smiled at the end He's free, he's heading to the north, he's going to meet Val and fall in love. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah, like, uh, of all of them, that's someone that I would be like, yes, I'm out of this fucking place. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but yeah, Sansa's just felt like, great, you know? Like, who are all these people for her to be queen of the north? I don't know a single face. Right. Um, Did it feel like to any of you guys that there was only, like, 40 people left in Westeros? Oh, like, <laughs> like nobody left. Like, like absolutely I, nobody I in King's you. Landing. I, yeah, I, I was like, what, what happened? Can we talk? I about hate this? how they act like none of these houses had cousins or aunts or uncles that were heirs. Like, Ron, get active. fucking high garden. Get. Oh, <laughs> you know that Olena's Ole- like haunting the hell out of him, oh, which yeah. is why he's in King's Landing. Uh, now, not to mention, if they didn't mention the other kids, you know they had sisters and brothers. Like, that's just so ridiculous. Like, ugh, never understand that. Ugh. So you wanted to talk about how it's super racist and stuff, too? Oh, my God. God. Yeah. It was so horribly and so obvious. It wasn't even, like, subtle. No, I mean, it was so... I mean, the Dothraki... The portrayal of the Dothraki was just, I mean... <laughs> like magically multiplied. It was like everybody, you know, suddenly there were all these people there. But they yeah, did until the very space. end, and then they had like two guys left at the dock, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> it, is like, it was like watching that scene with the Dothraki, though. It was like they took like a 19, like 50s American yes. Western. There was literally offensive Native American noises that people would make that they were making. Mm-hmm. It was horrible. Yeah, it, that you uh, made as children when you didn't know any better. <laughs> and yeah, it was. Uh. <laughs> and and it, it felt like. Okay. It kind of felt like an indictment of liberalism in a way, like like modern liberalism. You know. Oh, uh, I wonder if they're like. Ugh, it it felt like an like, ad well, for not the GOP. Places, but yeah, like white, like a dog whistle, but not even a dog whistle, like a right, hammer these on the head. Immigrants in Westeros, and they're all brown, and they're all you know. It's just. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I. 
I have a lot, you know. It, obviously, like, we're coloring it with our own perceptions, and, like, the fact that I hate the showrunners makes me want to think the worst of them, but it's really hard to watch. It was hard to watch those scenes the first time around. And they know that. I mean, they know this criticism has been there for years. I mean, that the white savior, all this, like, really bad, like, just the optics of it all, and they just seem to dig down. It's like every time people criticize them, they, they dig deeper into their, their position. It. Yeah, they double down on it every yeah. time. Yeah. I think they do it out of spite. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the very first lines of the season, if you remember, were a dick joke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, although all they care about is that 13.6 million views they had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and there's, uh, just since we're pointing out statistics, there's 1.5 people, near 1.5 million people now that have signed that petition <laughs> to remake the season. <laughs> Which we know I, will go absolutely nowhere, no, but I, it's I, really fun to see that. It's really fun. A lot of others. people. I would like to say though, when when we when I signed this petition, I obviously knew nothing would happen. But I do want to point out, you know, all these actors are getting very upset that we're wanting, you know, we've asked for this, and I just want to point out to them, like, we have no problem with their acting. Their acting yeah. was great. Nobody's like I love about Sophie that. Turner and her acting, and so she, you know, she called the petition disrespectful. I was like, it's nothing against you. Yeah, yeah. Or, or, or the sound yeah. producers, or the music, or the visuals. The lighting All of that guy was maybe. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the lighting guy. Yeah, maybe, maybe the lighting guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have beef with but him. It's, but I mean, it's especially for Sophie Turner. You know, like, I'm going to tell, like, I know, Sophie Turner, you don't listen, but if you happen <laughs> to listen, like, here's a little look at your future. In a very short amount of time, you're, you're going to have some gross Hollywood men who don't think that you're hot anymore. And... Your career is not going to be where it is now, and you're going to be really happy that if you need money, you're going to be able to go to cons for the next 30 years of your life or more and make money off of these fans that were so disrespectful. Like, that is the harsh truth of it. And, yeah. you know, it's like, like you, you're biting the hand that feeds you in a truly kind of insulting way. Like if you think that that petition is disrespectful, I think like the response to the petition is um, disrespectful, frankly, yeah. as if we yeah, don't have a like right now, to criticize, you know? Exactly. Now is all of a sudden fans don't have a right to criticize or won't better but they from really like hard. they were, yeah, all that bullshit. <laughs> but like, it's fine when you're praising the show, but the moment you criticize something like you, like you're being disrespectful or whatever. And it's like, no, like we have the right to criticize and want better because like this could be so much fucking better. That's like, uh, and yeah, I'd like to point out, it's not like they did it for free. They got paid. And I'm not right. saying that because even if they did remake it, they wouldn't get paid. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, I mean, it's it's literally to piss off D and D. That's why people. That's, I mean, that's, that's why the I signed it to it like explicitly yeah. embarrass it them. too in the narrative of the <laughs> like, actual. Yeah, petition. like you just want to send a message to D and D. It's like this was shit, and you could have done better. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like mission accomplished. You can just tell by the reaction that mission accomplished. Have so they actually? Up. Has anyone seen any kind of response from D and D directly? No, weren't they this? supposedly like getting drunk mm. and hiding for days? Yeah, they said that before. Yeah, like perfect dude bros. Mm. <sighs> well, how do you guys want to do this? We want to start at the beginning. 
<laughs> I kind of threw out my notes because we are going so good here. I'll just take us quick through a scene. If there's anything that picks, picks that you want to pick up on, you can uh, throw something in. Like it opens with like Carnage and Tyrion walking through the city. Um, John interrupts Grey Worm, who's about to execute Lannister soldiers. Um, he's stopped by John, and. Uh, we get weapons pulled on both sides. Davos diffuses the situation, tells John he should speak with the queen, and then John reluctantly leaves, and then those hot, hot Lannister soldiers are killed. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that Lannister armor, it wins. <laughs> it's the shoulders, right? Mm. It's the color, everything. It's beautiful. Anyway. Uh, next we have Tyrion in the Red Keep. Um, he's making his way downwards to find uh, Jamie and Cersei under the rubble, and then he sobs over their corpses and breaks my heart. I love though, like the the people that are pointing out, like if they had moved five feet yes. over, they would have been just fine. If they had literally stood anywhere in the Red Keep aside from where they were, That's they so would have outrageous. lived. I mean, oh my god, just stay in the map room, yeah. right? And then and Chicky pointed out they could have went like you hear in the stories all the time how strong the the dragon skulls are like they could have literally walked inside the biggest dragon skull and been safe <laughs> like it's a tornado you go to like the interior you know, oh, the lowest level oh, interior yeah, room yeah. Right? <laughs> I need a dragon skull for my house then <laughs> uh, I mean. And bravo to Lena Headey and Nikolai Kostrowaldo for getting paid for this episode. Right. <laughs> a million each. <laughs> was it them Amazing. though? Because like, was it weren't there like Instagram shots like that Lena shared with like they had like head caps on and stuff? Yeah, like, what was that yeah. for? Yeah. I'm so confused. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm sure it was for this for like lying in two inches of rubble. <laughs> there was like five bricks on them. Five bricks coming up their faces. And like, oh, okay. I mean, I feel like since there was no point to Jamie's arc at all, and the story would not have changed whether he lived or died at this point, how can you resist going full on carry and having him like thrust the golden hand through the rubble to live? Like, come on! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that would have been amazing. Like, you know, leading up to this episode, there were all those theories that Jamie was still alive, and I was like, "There's no way he's still alive." <laughs> Though that well, I mean, would have subverted the showrunners, frankly, just wanted to kill him off. I mean, no, I and like, you. they, they double scenes. killed him, you know? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They made sure he was stabbed through. Like, and, they, you know, made they sure that he was yeah. called stupid yeah. and, you know, just, yeah. I mean. Oh, gosh. <clears throat> yeah, they really did a number on our Jamie. Okay, so the next scene we have Arya and Jon. Um, they're separately making their way towards Daenerys. Um, they're pushing through the, her army of Dothraki and Unsullied. And then we get this epic image of the flight oh. of Drogon behind Danny with the wings spread behind her. If I could marry oh, this shot, I would marry it. Oh my god, it was beautiful. That's hilarious. You know, like, I didn't think anything of it. I'm just like, okay, it's like, you know, a shot, whatever. My husband was watching this with me. He burst out laughing at that scene. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a bit obvious, but it, it was still so on the cool. nose, but it was still looked amazing. Oh. Uh, I'm surprised they they've never done that school just now, honestly. Yeah, right. <laughs> Did anybody see the um the yes, edit of the, John standing oh inside God, yes. of this cape? Oh, that would be amazing if that. <laughs> I don't know why it's so funny. But it's, it's so funny. Is. 
<laughs> uh, so anyway, let's see. Uh, so Danny seems quite pleased with herself as she's overlooking our armies, and then she gives her speech. Um, basically, she's not done liberating the people of the Seven Kingdoms, and John, Tyrion, and Arya have this kind of like oh shit look on their faces. Okay, so with this scene, do they speak Dothraki now, or whatever she's speaking? Well, she wasn't speaking Dothraki to the Dothraki because I she it's Valyrian, she isn't said, it? Like, Dovalgetti yeah. and like okay. to the Dothraki, which we know is a Valerian word. Okay, Valerian, yeah. And oh. so they forgot the Dothraki speak Dothraki. <laughs> they are making faces as if they understand. And so they panda John when it says winter when she says Winterfell. That word doesn't really sound like Winterfell, so I don't think he would have known what she was saying. But like their faces are as if she they know what she's saying. And I'm like, how are they understanding what she's talking about? The like, one thing that's so confusing to me is she says Grey Worm's name in Valyrian. That she saw she said it last episode and then she said yeah. it this episode as well. I had never heard her say that before. I had never heard her call her by that name before. Has that happened? <laughs> because I had the subtitles on for episode five and she says that name and I was like, Did she just call him by his actual actor name in Valyrian? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> so what is it, Torgo Nudo? Yeah, yeah. she yeah. said that in another up. Yeah, another. So yeah. she, I think she said she it must previously, have said it but only like once it. before because I knew what it was. Once, I was like, okay, I, I had recognize no idea. that, but I yeah, like yeah, we only heard ever it said it once. We were like, like when she, she said it before, we didn't know what it was referencing. We were like, what is that? Me. Yeah, we were so yeah, like, she what said it before, on? but I had to type it into Google to find out it was translated <laughs> to Grey Worm for Valerian. I was like, okay. So like basically, what we're saying is that John. Danny or John, Arya, and Tyrion actually have no idea what she was saying, and no. just assumed it was bad. <laughs> I think from what he talks to Tyrion about, there's that part in the conversation where he, Tyrion's like, "How did it sound to you?" Yeah, does it sound like someone who's done fighting right. or done so with I, war or whatever? Yeah, so they, it sounds like it was in a language I don't understand. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Masende wasn't there to translate for them. So, yeah, I, I, I was really, like, I was genuinely lost there because, like, they were acting as if, like, they mm. understood what she was saying. You know, the, the ship ride from, oh, yeah. from Far City over to Westeros is a long way. They taught them all <laughs> Valerian on the way. <laughs> but not long enough for a pregnant woman to oh, do her show or anything. We're going to talk about pregnancies in just a minute because I'm so upset. <sighs> <laughs> so we have Tyrion who pisses on Danny's parade a little bit and resigns Barristan Selmy style. <laughs> um, Danny has him arrested, and John, Danny, uh, John and Danny share a meaningful look. <laughs> it's a lot of those. And they couldn't have any words for them to say. <laughs> we have Arya and John um, having a bit of an exchange, and she just says, you know, she knows who you are, you'll always be a threat, and I know a killer when I see one. <laughs> it's kind of like, no shit. <laughs> yeah, she just burned the whole fucking city. Of course you know a killer when you see one, Arya. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we have a scene with John and Tyrion after his arrest, and Tyrion asks John if there is a life after death, and there's nothing. And Tyrion thinks Oblivion would be good. He repeats all his crimes, including betraying his queen, reiterating that he'd do it again. And they debate about Danny and what she did, and Tyrion asks John if he would have done the same. And uh, John says it doesn't matter. 
Thierry and says, everywhere we go, there will be evil men and they'll die and she'll believe that she's good. She's not going to stop. Tyrion professes his love for her um, and he says that he believed in her and uh, love is more powerful than reason. Look at Jamie, and I wanted to throw up. Fuck you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of Can here. Can I just say, I feel like this entire scene was just the writer's room discussion over whether or not Daenerys was mad or not. Like, they just, they just left those notes in the script and forgot about it. <laughs> well, I also, again, I feel like I feel like they frame this argument as like uh, like she's she like there's an incremental step to take against slavery, and that's what we should be doing. For example, like no, I would disagree. Like. It's this mealy mouth, both sides bullshit, and it just kind of irritates me in the current political climate where I oh. sort of feel like, you know, sometimes you actually have to, you know, stand for something. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying we need to, you know, burn down Washington D.C. or anything, but <laughs> but that might be a good first step. I don't know. <laughs> but there are evils in the world that are not fought by, you know. Let's talk about. Let's not. Let's. Well, that's Tyrion's view. Remember when he made the deal with the slavers? You know, he was going to let them keep slavery for, what, like 20 years or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. And I think the show thinks that that's a reasonable answer. Oh, God. And, you know, I I think that's part of the framing against Danny is that, you know, there's some reasonable middle ground with slavery. And it's no, no, there's not. And through you know until you know until this moment, Danny has pretty much held her carnage to you know like the slavers. So I have a hard time condemning her for you know killing slavers. I did like when Tyrion brought up that John had ridden the dragon and felt what that power was like. Because I John imagined- was barely hanging on. Well, right. <laughs> but I, I, all I could think of was like that is true. I'd never thought about how riding a dragon. That massive, like that massive a creature with that much destructive potential would kind of hype you up a little bit, you know, inside and think you're almost invincible. I don't know. I liked liked it. But, uh, yeah. I thought of that when he was, like, leaving, like, at the end of the episode and he's, like, sitting on horseback. I'm like, man, that must suck now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's really got to fucking suck. So it's get... weird, though. I was just thinking about, like, wow, they never even brought up Tyrion Targaryen as a possibility, you know? Like, oh, no. Yeah, did they forget about like that? Because the third head of the dragon. I don't think they've ever addressed yeah. that there's a... Yeah, you know, the, that the show was could... never... Yeah, yeah, they did. They had well, that... I don't know what they? season it was, but he went down oh, to the, yeah. the lair where the dragons were being... Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and yeah, Marine, was that season five? That was a tease. Yeah. And he was like, don't eat the help? Yeah. Mm. Like they didn't, huh. they didn't seem hostile towards him at all. Yeah, yeah. Like, like they more let of him take the chains off of him. Yeah, just one more of those things that they put down, but then they never, you know, connected it all with. Also, he never got to ride a dragon, which I'm kind of sad about. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Tyrion and John have this, you know, love is the death of duty. Duty is the death of love, and. Um, Tyrion asks John, who is the greatest threat to the people now? And John just says she's the rightful queen. 
and he goes to leave and then Tyrion reminds Jon about his sisters do you think Sansa you know will bend the knee Jon doesn't get to choose and Tyrion says no but you do and that ends the the scene I guess where Jon makes up his mind that Tyrion's right because the next scene we get is him passing Drogon into the Red Keep and Danny's in the throne room and is about to sit the Iron Throne when Jon walks in. Jon asks her about the Lannister soldiers, the children she killed, Tyrion. He asks that she consider forgiving him, that they need a world of mercy. And she's all, we're good, we'll build a better world. She asks him to build this new good world with her. And he says, you are my queen now and always. They kiss, and then he pushes a knife right through her heart. And John sobs, Drogon flies into the room. <laughs> John backs away, and then you see Drogon nudging Danny, And um, he screams, fire at the throne, missing John, but melting the Iron Throne. Wow. So, so many things. So many oh, things here. The, so, so the, I think he made, I think when he was talking to Tyrion, and the last thing Tyrion said about, you know, um, what about your sisters or whatever, I think that made, made him make up his mind to confront Danny. I think he made up his mind Man. to kill her once she started talking. Yeah, and I did I, love that Tyrion brought that up because it just reminded me of Barris telling Ned, yes, what yeah. about the lives of your daughter? I thought that was yeah. fucking great. Yeah. And then, you know, and I think John makes up his mind when Danny mm. is like, we get to choose. They don't like that, like exactly. that entire conversation. And this was also the most chemistry that Kit and Amelia have ever yes. had. Yes. I agree. So, so from Jon Snow's perspective, killing, you know, the people of King's Landing totally fine potentially killing two young women is you know he's gonna kill her like isn't it like extraordinarily selfish of him to you know have that be his tipping his point? wake up call yeah. his wake up call yeah like that yeah but the show has tried to portray him as being actually in love with her like deeply in love but of course they haven't had time to actually expand on that but <laughs> Yeah, it doesn't come across that, you know, yeah. It, it does not come across But yeah, they at want all. that, but yeah. Yeah. He has not been making uh, Jamie Lannister googly eyes as well as Nikolai. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still feel like. I kind of feel like. Danny gets a, like a really raw deal here. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying like she's not crazy in the show, but I also feel like. No one, you know, Varys, who promised to talk to her if he doubted her, didn't, and just tried to kill her. Uh, Tyrion is in prison for committing treason against her, which he did. And, you know, John has this vague conversation where he never really even, like, sets the stakes out for her. You know, he never really challenges her. He just kind of, like, lets her talk. Yeah. Like, no one ever gives mind. her a yeah. chance. Yeah. You know, no one's ever like, snap out of it, you know? I mean, yeah. if she gets like, no real into conversations, it so quick. No real conversations about what she's saying. It's just they're taking it as, oh, she's crazy. We have to, like, well, no, I have right. to do this. Yeah, bitch is crazy. Got to take her out instead yeah. of, like, And that's just awful a- storytelling. Yeah, like, let's have a frank conversation about how you might be crazy. I would love to have a scene where she touches the Iron Throne and you see tears coming out, you know, coming down 
where she's yeah she tells John she's like I I got the I you know I won the Iron Throne I'm here, but I've I've done something truly horrible you know like just some humanity in there for her just like she recognizes yeah that she did yeah. something horribly wrong but she finally got like you know. I mean, that would make it a lot more tragic if that's the way it ended up, because, I mean, we, the audience, we remember Danny as this, like, really sweet young girl who, Yeah, like, show us you know, Danny from awesome. the eight, seven yeah. seasons we've seen her. And to just, like, the treat her, like... it's been unbelievable. Like, it's yeah. just, I can't yeah. swallow it because it's so unbelievable. Yeah, she showed no remorse for it, and that's what, that's what, that's what killed me. I mean, it's... Like, she was giddy, almost. Like, they yeah. had her playing it as if she was giddy about, like, what had happened. Like, no, nothing about it bothered her. Think- like, when John, like, and I, I thought this was great acting from Kid. Like, when he, like, women, men, women, and children burned a lot. Like, all that um, yeah. was really good. And, like, they have her give nothing back, really. And it's like, that's not Danny. Yeah, like, I mean, you can still have her mad. You can still have, you know, thinking that you justify killing her. But, again, they they take the humanity of her away. So yes. it makes it like, again, the emotional impact of it goes away. Because it, it's not her. This isn't the character that we've seen. This is a character that they've written to be different than that person. Kind of like Jamie. Sorry. Yeah, and that's just not how it works. You know, like 180, no reason. They absolutely could have done it. Like, they could have, they, like, everything was in place for them to, like, show a natural progression of her going mad and still show, like, that she does have humanity. But there's also this side of her that is uncontrollable. And, like, you could have done that. And I I think that we're going to probably have a whole episode talking about an end game and how that might be different. But I mean, if you would think about if you reverse what happens in King's landing and then, you know, the battle against the dead. So let's say that you have Danny kind of, you know, burning the fuck out of King's landing versus Egan. And then you give her that chance for redemption in the battle against the dead. And, you know, she probably dies during it like that. You have like her, you know, balance between greatness and madness. And, you know, you explore both sides of that. And, you know, I think, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think she ever really sits at the throne for any length of time. But I think, you know, you know, what does Tyrion define her as a rescuer? And I think that's, to me, that's who she is. And that's what she's going to be in the end. And, you know, it's changing up the structure of, of the narrative like this leaves that horrible taste in your mouth. Whereas I think, you know, what's really going to happen is you're going to kind of have like the heroic taste in your mouth that makes up for some shit that she's going to do. Yeah. This is, this is the part where I was for sure that they were going to introduce Danny being pregnant because they had brought up all the previous season about John having kids, about her not being able to have kids. And I thought as they're embracing, this is where she's going to tell them. And then it's going to make it extra tragic for him. <laughs> and they subverted my expectations, obviously. And, <laughs> I mean, they clearly wrote the end they of season seven up. for her getting pregnant. Yes, they totally Absolutely. set that up. Yeah. So my question is, do you guys think they wrote, wrote that, filmed it, and then they told HBO they only wanted to do six episodes? Yep. I, I don't think – I think that they, they wrote seven and they thought that she was going to be pregnant – and then they went online and they read a different fanfic 
And then they got pissed at Nikolai for all of his like post-season 7 press and then rewrote shit. Just, yeah, because remember the whole Cersei miscarriage thing? Yes. They've like taken things out. Like yeah. Something happened. Yep, they did. And also just like all the speculation that um, you know, they didn't have Jamie kill Cersei because they they wanted Jon to kill Danny, and they didn't want two episodes in a row of of you know a man so, killing his lover. Yeah. Which uh, you know, amazing like um, self awareness uh, there. I wouldn't have expected that of them. Uh, <laughs> I know, oh, like with everything though, I will say with this scene, I don't think the show has ever looked better like this was oh yeah so oh, it really no. i thought the cgi was horrible like when the what? backgrounds of them when they gave the close-ups of like john's face i thought it looked really fakey no i no i, I thought it looked good it was okay. look again no yeah i don't I mean i really don't <laughs> it was either this scene or this scene when she's giving the speech there was one scene that they cut to a close-up of john's scene, face it looked a little weird i thought the and it looked yeah, yeah, the yeah that looked did. a little weird but okay I maybe yeah. i'm sitting there is one scene at the very end of this episode that looked really fake, which is when John pets ghosts. Okay, oh, we're gonna get there. Okay, we're gonna get there. So why why does Drogon burn the Iron Throne? Because he's self aware, obviously. <laughs> yeah, he gets he's the irony smart. of it. He understands <laughs> symbolism. Pointy chair hurt, mommy, burn right. it. Why not have him attempt to burn John? I've, I would and, just like, and let John be Targaryen and like yeah, he doesn't yeah. burn. Like I, that would have been amazing. I wanted this scene to play out where Drogon flew in. He looks at John and John just points to the iron chair and like. <laughs> it, 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 it. <laughs> I mean, that's basically what happened. I know. Uh, so why didn't I, why didn't Drogon attack John? Are there theories about this? Well, because he I, sniffed him, you know, when he came to yeah. see her. So I think he knows that, you know. He's Targaryen, so apparently he's not going to kill him. Just like Tyrion. But why or burn saw the throne? The... Like, there's yeah. no... I haven't seen any... Like, there was the one, like, tweet I saw that, like, he understands that this, like, his mom's drive to get this is what killed her, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> the other one that was funny was the pointy... Here's a pointy thing. There's a right. pointy thing. There's it killed thing. my mom. Yeah, so have y'all watched the safety patrol? They do, like, they do the the spoofs of, like, behind the episodes after no, each one. one. They are fucking hilarious. But um, the girl that does it with them, she, um, that's part of safety patrol, she says... Um, like, as she's explained about an episode, Jerogon comes in, sees a knife sticking out of his mom, sees knives in a chair. I guess this chair did it. That <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seems reasonable. Pretty much what happened. Uh, <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was going to say, somebody else pointed out on Twitter, and I'm sorry, I forget who I saw this on, but they said, why wouldn't John, why would John admit that he killed her when Jerogon That's exactly oh, what I was going to ask you, too. Like, God. there's no body. She's yeah. crazy. She just left. Like, you know, he absolutely went. Oh, yeah. And, and just oh, he immediately pushed the blood around a bit with his foot and cover in. it up with some ash. Drogon <laughs> fly off, so they wouldn't have known that Drogon left, so they would assume, yeah, Danny left with Drogon. Yeah. <laughs> just no sightseeing. And yeah, I definitely think John went and, like, he told him, 
Or yeah. like, yeah, somebody could have seen Drogon flying away with her body in her hand or something like that. But like yeah. that, what, however we get there needs to be seen. Yes. Because in my mind, there's no way that he even goes and confesses and Grey Worm doesn't immediately right? kill him. Right. Yeah. Or, or the Dothraki blood of my blood yes. don't immediately kill. Like that makes in no world will that ever make sense to me that he's not immediately killed That's whenever true. he um whenever he confesses to doing it even if davos is there i don't give a fuck who's there to defend him that doesn't happen yeah especially how they set it up that they're pretty much you know doing what they want and doing what daenerys said you know remember the soldiers in the alley they've already set it up that they're going to do things to protect her so if your queen has been killed you are absolutely killing the man that did it i don't care who he is yeah. Like that, that just, that doesn't follow at all, and that's why like there needed there needed to be a scene showing what happened, but I don't think they could write it believably to where John somehow survived. <laughs> they would yeah, have they- had to have all those northern soldiers, which they did. They obviously had northern soldiers, so they had to, you know, they would have had to have a lot of extras, basically. <laughs> yes, and like, and I mean, and so have even have John and Grey Worm have to face off. And as you, as you've set it up, John is the best swordsman to have ever fucking lived in yeah. the world. So he beats Grey Worm, and I don't know what happens after that, but have him exile himself beyond the wall or something like it. Just nothing followed the way it needed to for any of this mm-hmm. to make sense. So let's see. So the next scene we get, and we can see that some time has passed, as evidenced by Tyrion's beard. <laughs> Grey Worm arrives and takes him to his trial, and it's a council comprised of what's left of the heads of the noble houses. Uh, most we recognize. I love the thing where it said the Targaryen men all get one wig, and the princes of Dorne all have to share the same <laughs> <Yes>. yellow robe. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, Sansa asks about Jon. Um, Yara supports Danny. She wants the Unsullied to have Jon and do, you know, whatever they want with him. Arya threatens Yara in return. And then I'm we sorry, have... But Asha would beat the shit out of Arya. <laughs> oh, uh, see, Davos offers them the reach, you know, to go forth and multiply. <laughs> oh, God. Grey Worm well, wants justice. He silences Tyrion, who then proceeds to just keep on talking. To keep fucking talking. I mean, he... <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> he suggests they choose a king and queen, and uh, Edmure, you know, takes his shot, and then sends... Oh my uh, this was epic. <laughs> and I immediately thought of Guile. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, well, God. I was really pissed off because fuck you, <laughs> Sansa. You know, what has Edmure ever done to you other than surrender Riverrun in a way that would have sent Tully troops north except that the Blackfish was a fuck off? Like, this portrayal of Edmure as this yeah. bumbling idiot is so offensive to me so, as an Edmure uh, fan. Because if I'm actually picking the Lord I'm under, it's Edmure because he's the only one that gives a fuck about the small folk. Yeah, and I'm sorry, but when does Sansa know like what Edmure has done? Like, even yeah, that's the- true. Exactly. That's true. He, yes. he wasn't there at, at Lord Tully's <laughs> funeral. You know, she- it was just such a bad joke. They just had to get another bad joke. And Tobias is such a great actor, right? right. Like he's oh, a good sport. Yeah. I mean, if oh you God. saw that script and you're him and you know you've got the crown that you're going to be in, wouldn't you just be like, yeah, no, yeah, fuck this. And imagine yeah, it's like literally it was in the like, script because yeah, we've seen their scripts before. Yeah, it's, and, <laughs> and I'm sure it was totally super horrible. insulting. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. 
see. Uh, Sam suggests that, you know, everybody should get a vote, you know, all the little folk, too. And uh, he's laughed and ridiculed at for that idea. <laughs> um, when Tyr- so, wait a second. Yeah. So when Danny said that no one else gets a choice, she got stabbed. <laughs> then all of the high lords are like, yes. people get a choice? <laughs> That's hilarious. Hilarious. So, yeah. again. It's actually pretty, I think, accurate to like how these people would have reacted. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Sam comes from the Night's Watch that has a Democratic vote. You know, the the wildlings have essentially a democratic vote. There are institutions, you know, the Unsullied do as well. So, I mean, there's institutions in this world that essentially have some level of democracy. So, I mean, it just seems like, again, it, it sort of seems like the showrunners being like, oh, the people, fuck them. Like, let's just have who's ever at Goldman Sachs decide who wins. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's exactly who these people are, too, right? These noble I mean, lords. They're, yeah, like they're, the ones, yeah. they're the 1%, right? So, yeah, they don't right, care the about anyone else, yeah. Who was the dude next to Sam? Like, somebody was there like, were, oh, it's Hal and Rita. Who there were that? three people that yeah. are identified, I think. Okay. Yeah. And here's the thing. Just give us a name. Like, yeah. Just like, have so how's that everyone hard? be introduced or yeah, something. Yeah, the prince of so Dorn would love like, to know his who, name. Who are these people? Like, we can't... Uh, we don't yeah, talk about the scene because we so, don't know yeah, some of these exactly. people here who are getting a choice, like, and we don't know who they are. We don't know what we don't know what um what the lands they rule over like, or anything. Wouldn't it be yeah. cool if Tyrion acknowledged whoever the Lannister dude is? Because yeah. I'm sure they would yeah. know each other. Well, I'm sure he. <laughs> so we don't. I thought he was the one for the Lannister because he voted himself. Did even he though he's I, a prisoner, right? Even though he's a prisoner, <laughs> but I thought he was representing House Lannister. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like Tyrion being a prisoner makes this whole scene just monstrous. dumb. Like it's just laughable because he is in chains and like how how, how, is, the... how, how is he leading this? How is he uh, telling y'all what to do from chains? I, I just uh. and like why isn't even <laughs> listening to him? <laughs> it was cheesy, like his little oh you know the storytellers and all that stuff, like his little. Uh. Yeah. Rant about like why, like why Bran should be yeah, king yeah. because of his story. What? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> like, who among them doesn't have a good story at this point? <laughs> I know. Davos could have a really good one. Yeah, that? I mean, there's like there are exactly four legitimate choices oh. at this point oh. that should be king or queen, and none of them were considered, apparently. And why didn't Sansa and Yara get up and say, hey, I'd like to be queen? You know, like, why wasn't that a thing? Right. How is, like, anything that Bran did any less... War- like, if he, if he's, like, sort of... I don't know, like, you know, I know they always go back and forth about what he can see, but if he's at any point orchestrating this... Or knowing this, he's just as bad or worse than yeah. Danny. Yeah, and right. he is yeah. Worse. the story works only if he's the villain. Right, let me ask then you it's question. brilliant. Some he... 14 year old kid manipulating the whole fucking world so he can be king. <laughs> that's the story. Yeah. Right, so let me ask you guys a question. Did you guys take it when he said, Why do you think I came all the way here? Yeah. I, th- I was it's chilled so... by that statement. Yes. I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, this kid did yeah. this. But that's everyone what it, out, that's but, what it plays as. But all these, I've read people online say it was kind of funny. Just like that was a funny remark he made. I was like, I took that as a very dark remark. Like, yeah, and I mean, they've elected an all-seeing god. Like you talk about a lack of freedom. 
I mean, if this is an allegory of like Homeland Security policy in the post nine eleven world, like that's what you're, you know, like that's what it kind of is. But I don't think that they think that's what it is. I oh think God. they think that this is like yeah. a good thing. And like, sure. no. Could you imagine him judging people? Right. You know, it's like, oh, oh in ten years you're gonna do this. So you know, off yeah, with and- that. And the other thing... Oh, it's like Minority Report. Remember that movie? Yeah. <laughs> Killed yeah. Back does, a time. So does everyone know and understand what the goddamn Three-Eyed Raven was? Right. Or now, is? Does what, nobody have a question about that? Because Tyrion says to. he is the Three-Eyed Raven. And so <laughs> for this to follow, y'all all have to know what that means. And that's not brought up at all. Like, that the is King's insane to me. have the Three-Eyed Raven symbol on them. Yeah. Oh, yes. They which have is, a raven. Which is really to know. Which is really funny because that Nick and Gwen interview where Gwen actually suggests the brand is going to be king, and Nick looks at her and goes, "But he's a three eye raven. How could the three eye raven be king?" And like, you know, it's just funny. And the writers were like, "Holy shit! Subvert expectations." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just none of it, none of it makes any sense to me. And like, there there is a story in which I could see brand being king, and like we said, that's if. He's the villain. Like he, yeah, he, he did all this, but they have not Oh yeah, my god! Like, exactly. Tyrion should know because he sent. If he's saying that he's manipulating, like essentially Tyrion had talked to him. Tyrion knows the whole deal. Deal. Like he would think, okay, he just sent my brother. My he had my brother try to kill him, and then he sent him to die. Like what the fuck? I don't know. Just somebody would have to have picked up on this shit. No, I think they think that they think it was an un, you know oh no one will expect brands so that's what we're gonna do and there's no thought into like how fucking terrifying a world where someone who can warg into all the animals and see all the past and see all of everyone's conversations actually is like you know it's a horrible surveillance state is what it turns yeah. into. And doesn't he live a long time like what is the deal with this like is he supposed to does his body not I don't understand this like, like he's well, just. What? How long is he going to live? For my personal view, I always assumed that Blood Raven was able to survive so long because he was in the tree. The tree, yeah. Otherwise, he would not have lived that long. Bran's going to build himself a tree throne. And he's oh, going to attach himself to a tree. <laughs> right. Oh, the and I mean, that'd be kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, would be. Did anyone, have y'all seen, like, somebody put the John Hughes music and, like, ending to, like, all the characters and things? Yeah. Um, It is hilarious. But it says, like, like in a nutshell, it was like that brand stops any war and anything before they ever happen because he just kills anyone that, or has anyone killed. And, like, that's what they're voting for. Like, that's mm-hmm. what's... Going They're voting happen. for no for security over freedom. Yes, and like that is. But it's never. The John Hughes thing was hilarious, but that is fucking dark. It would be interesting if they had known that's what they were voting for, but I don't get the inclination that like Davos <sighs> doesn't know what Brand's no. powers are. Oh, does yeah, Brienne know what his ones. powers are? Yeah, like Rob and Aaron wouldn't yeah, know. Like yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Know. Like, you know, Rob and Aaron doesn't know jack shit. <laughs> no, but that's what I'm saying. Do they know what the three-eyed Raven? I don't think they is? do. And that's but Interior yeah. says it, and so they all take it as well. Yeah, he's a three-eyed Raven, so why not? Well, what yeah, the whatever fuck? that is. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> okay with it all. Well, I mean, yeah. he's making oh bad gosh. decisions for... Wow. <laughs> and, and that's, like, the problem with this finale is that, at the end of the day, it raises more questions than it does yeah. answer anything. <laughs> like, there there's so many questions you have that 
so many possibilities of answers for it, and they don't answer a single one of them. It's maddening in that I'm pretty sure the showrunners never even realized that they were asking questions. They don't seem like they're intelligent enough to even really understand what they're writing. What they're writing, yes. And, like, I think, like, I'm sure they write every, the last few seasons they have written, we have these endpoints we need to get to, fuck how we get there. We just need to get there. And, like, that, again, that's what this feels like. Well, knowing that they shot two separate endings, too, like, it kind of, you know, doesn't leave me with any sort of conviction for whatever ending they've chosen. They chose, yeah. Hmm. Now, my question is, you guys have all, I'm sure, read the GRM blog post about said ending. Yeah. Yes. Do you think that Bran becoming king is the end game? I've been thinking about this all day since. Because I saw someone's post on Reddit talking about what the name Bran means in Welsh, which is king or something. Mm, I don't know. Like there's a whole bunch of like things. And it started with him. The first chapter was right. And so a a lot of people are saying that that was one of the things that is true is Bran becomes king. Yeah, I don't know. Because, I, I mean, that's again, a big thing to change if they change that. So he right, might have told right. them that. He could change it himself, I guess, but I think he told them that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he told them yeah. where these... I don't know. Are. I mean, because, you, you know, I do think that George R. R. Martin would understand the implications of Bran being a king. Right. And mm-hmm. unless it really is that he is, you know... That, you know, because, I mean, isn't it like you're, the whole point of Euron is that he's tempted with his third eye being opened into like becoming a god and basically and that the hope is that you know bran is not going to turn that way so we already have the character who's gotten the knowledge and you know is exploiting it in a bad way so it really wouldn't make it that much sense to me to have a character who you know would totally go off the off the rails as well like there's two of them and they're both like evil essentially yeah. I mean, unless that is like the bittersweet thing is that, you know, Bran, th- you know, like the things that Danny said in the show are the things that Bran thinks, you know, on the throne, which mm-hmm. is a pretty fucking dark ending. Very yeah. dark. And from yeah. so from where Bran ended his last chapter in Dance, it's the dream chapter, right, where he sees all has all the yeah. flashbacks. Yeah. From that with a, with two books left, I cannot see how he could get there, how he how he gets to be in King. I just can't see that happening. At all, unless there's a massive time jump or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I can't. I couldn't. I'd like. I've been thinking about it, and like I, just, I couldn't see a way to like how that actually happens. I mean, I just think it's too dark of an ending for him. But I mean, you know, who knows? But the dark. The his story has taken such a dark turn, though. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's like the midpoint of the story. Is, so do you yeah, get? Yeah, darker? we're at the midpoint. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. I feel like you just have, have to get, to get nothing but darker. So yeah, yeah. And I do think the story ends with Bran, but just I don't I don't think it ends with him as king. Yeah, I think it ends with him too. Now, what was interesting when I read his little blog post, I when I read it the first time, I thought to myself, is he saying that all the main characters where they left at is where they'll end up at, but all the tertiary characters are are going to be changed because they're not in the show or the, they're different in the show? Because like, that's what it read to me was, yeah, the main characters are kind of 
there, but no, the the extra characters, you know, that aren't in the show or are still alive in the books. Yeah, like he's trying to direct interest. Like, yes, think you could play right, exactly. So different. These yeah, are like, the, think, what, what happens to Sir Barristan? Isn't that interesting? I don't think so. I think it's more like, of course, it's all different because like there's all these characters that were not in the show, and I think the fact that the show filmed two different endings with two different kings, um, would lead me to think that there isn't some definitive. There isn't some definitive thing. Now that's interesting, though. I've never heard of... Who was the other king? John. John was the king? Really? Okay. Oh, they... D- I didn't know did. that they had okay, filmed the same... That was one of the leaks. Like, I that's knew what all the leaks a- have said, is that okay. there's two endings, but... Okay, because, cause, yeah, I, so I read leaks today. Like, I went and looked for them today, uh, and I was, okay. I was very confused by a lot of shit I was reading. <laughs> well, like, Isaac Hinstead, uh, who plays Bran, has said he got the script and thought it was a joke. Yeah, when he thought it was a joke. That. Yeah. <laughs> we thought it was a joke. <laughs> Everyone takes it. We saw it. Great. Yeah, exactly. And, like, this frustrating because there is a very interesting story there. For Brand to be king, like uh, it's like if you tell it the right way, yeah, like, like that can even be very, if, they if had we given know that he's manipulating sprite. and all this kind of shit. Give us a snippet of him actually doing these manipulations to build to this point, and then it would like, feel like yeah. there's somewhat of an earned end point for Brand. Yeah, but, I mean, if it is he's like an evil little boy who's done this, like that actually would have that would be, I mean, it'd be really dark, but. That would have that would have made it. Yeah, I mean, you have to know the seasons ago because then you know Brand's yes. obviously a bigger part. But yeah, I mean, that kind of makes that would be a great ending mm-hmm. if it was done right. Like, you know, holy yeah. shit, this like cute little kid that we see in the first episode. You know, like that's who this big even evil like is? like end it with like <laughs> like with like him being like told like telling himself to climb that tower. Yeah. Ooh. Oh. Yes. Oh. And, and I mean, but that the problem is he hasn't been a character for two seasons. Like he's by his own admission, he's not even a person. Uh, I don't yeah, want, yeah. I'm the three eyed raven. That's oh it. yeah. And then he said he couldn't be Lord of Winterfell, but now couldn't someone... be Lord of Winterfell, oh. and now he can be in this. And the thing is, if he's saying he couldn't be Lord of Winterfell he because he knows he's going to be king. No. Like he we, like, oh, we need people. to be aware of that on, oh, on some level. That just hit me. Oh man. <sighs> That would have been cool. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Add it to the list. Uh, yeah. so I don't know. See what anything else to unpack from the scene. Um, um, well, yeah. I'm I'm confused. Why didn't uh, the Iron or the Iron Islands and Dorne ask for their sovereignty? <laughs> well, why did yeah, nobody? Why didn't the Iron Islands remember that they have sovereignty. They have it. Yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it burned me up. Why would anybody? be okay with everybody else is fine with being part of this like it just doesn't make any sense yeah, like, I think they all be independent be future yeah, like, they'd be fighting yeah, within this. like a couple years yes. if that they'd be fighting yeah. like this doesn't so quickly anything. like that of uh, stark is now king but winterfell doesn't have like the north yeah it's nepotism. Else. it's nepotism now there's a queen of now there's a queen yeah. in the north like that doesn't there's the in no world like does every lord not like stand up like wait a minute if they get to be separate then we also get like we get to be our own kingdom as well like there there's no way that doesn't happen and, and, and like you, you said I mean, like I, they're fighting in two years yeah and if you if you want to place this and talk about like you know as far as like you know anti-disability and stuff and that you know that kind of society they're talking about oh she can't rule because she doesn't have a cock i'm sorry there's gonna be a lot of people that wouldn't be okay with him being that young 
and not having, you know what I mean? Like being the full not house. Not having whatever. an heir. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like well, how Sansa just that, volunteered. But... Oh, yeah, and he can't have right. kids. <laughs> yeah, oh, exactly. Hey, exactly. my brother's dick doesn't work. Just, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how, how is this politically correct? But then everything else is misogynistic, but they'd be perfectly okay with that. And they've been, over the years, you've seen what abuse Tyrion has, you know, encountered. Yes. You know, with his situation. Then suddenly Bran, they're fine with Bran the Broken. Like Brand they, they the broken. name like, him what? the thing. I mean, oh, my God. How outrageous. And I mean, horrible name. I know everyone in King's Landing is dead, but wouldn't they have a problem with a old god, you know, the the old gods, like, basically yeah. like person on Earth? <laughs> like, yes. like, like, why don't they have a problem with him, his his religion? Yes. I mean, not help. even his religion. He is or the he religion. Is, yeah, he is the religion. <laughs> right. He's the Jesus character. <laughs> yes. He's chosen a theocracy. You know, like, a group of ten people have chosen a theocracy for everyone else. To, oh, they've think, enabled this, you know? Yeah, like the chant from the Dunkin' Egg series. We listen to that again, the Thousand and One Eyes. Like, who? Yes. I, people are freaked out by that. Like, they wouldn't be yes. okay. Like, people are terrified of Blood Raven. <laughs> right, and so, I mean, yeah. you'd be terrified of Bran. Like, you know, would you feel like you could even go to the bathroom? Like, <laughs> well, and <laughs> we saw you. How wash your hands, we Bran is watching. <laughs> like, in the, in the small council scene, we see how he rules. Like, he literally he just asks a few questions and then gets out of there. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to go look for Drogon on my internet, yeah. you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, like, I, I love, like, I love so much that Sansa's Queen of the North, like I said. Mm-hmm. But they have been setting her up to rule, like, for the last two seasons. Why not make her queen? I Like, I didn't understand that at all. And, like, why not just move the capital to Winterfell? Because, to Winterfell, you know, yes. Like, King's Landing's, King you know, Land destroyed. Everyone's dead. New capital, Winterfell. Sansa rules everything. Done. Oh, it's too cold. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you know they got those hot springs. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, um, oh yeah. So then Tyrion's appointed hand by Bran, and um, Tyrion's like, "No thanks." And Bran tells Grey Worm he's getting justice. He'll be fixing all the mistakes he's made for the rest of his life. Um, Grey Worm should be like, "Yeah, fuck that." Right? That's not justice. Like, he should have had Tyrion. He just should have chopped Tyrion's head off yeah. right then and there. Yep. What are you guys going to do? <laughs> <laughs> so Tyrion tells John his sentence and that he's being sent back to the wall. And John tells Tyrion he doesn't feel right about what he did. And they have this discussion where, you know, Tyrion's like, ask me again in 10 years. Tyrion promises to come visit. <laughs> That was kind. Of, I knew they kind of played it for laughs a little bit, or like asked me in ten years, or not laughs, but like not like serious. Week. Yeah, but like I thought that was kind of chilling as well. Like, you know, Tyrion isn't for sure about this whole thing that he put forward. <sighs> like maybe killing Danny wasn't the right. Like, wouldn't that sh- be shitty? You know, <laughs> like oh, Bran turned out to be horrible. <laughs> well, I mean, bidding. they've already established if Bran mm. turns out to be horrible, they'll just kill him. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. <laughs> they've, you know, they've established no other new system. They've, they've done nothing. They've changed nothing, other than killing a bunch of people. Yeah. So their their recourse is just to kill people. Are they going to have some kind of? Uh... Like a vote after, like yes, a, a certain I don't know. Is Bran ever gonna die? Is like, yeah, that's what I say. How long is he gonna live? Yeah, mm. like he'll outlive everyone on the council. 
And then the next person, I mean, they're like, oh, that solves our... No, it doesn't, because the next person that comes along is going to be able to have kids. And then what do you stop there? There's going to be fighting. And then people... And how easy is this to get around? If you have, you know, that small number of people voting, you can easily kill other people or Mm -hmm. stack the, like, court. It's like a Supreme Court you could stack against the, the person you didn't want to win or put somebody you wanted in. I mean, how easy would this be to overthrow i mean half of them Gosh, are related mess. yeah <laughs> yeah well, most of them are related because they only marry each other right i don't know well, i mean yeah sansa robert and edmure are all like very closely related i mean that's it just feels it all feels so damn pointless it feels like from the very start jamie shouldn't even have ruined his you know he could have had a happy life and did kill Ares and just walked away from it all right like you know it's just dumb like the i mean you take any like, character and it's like would anything change you know you take the character like jamie or even you know like i was thinking like okay what would be like the latest point you could have changed the story and saved it mm-hmm. and i thought you know what it's if tommen didn't die and mm-hmm. he just was like freaked and in a stupor after the sept blew up and mm-hmm. then everything that jamie does makes sense it makes much more tragic if you have like this lost little boy that doesn't know what to do and Danny's attacking the city. You make yeah, feel like it actually would, be, would make uh, a much that like, would make more sense yeah. better story. Yeah. That's true. That is a good yeah. And it was yeah. you know there's all but there's like a billion different like you know one time changes even as late into like season six that like make the story better <laughs> or make the characters like lives matter. So let's see. Um, John is in his blacks. He's being escorted by two uh, watch members to the docks. Grey Worm is on a boat. Uh, He tells his men that they're heading for Nath. Sansa asks if John can forgive her. John says the North is free thanks to you and they have an embrace. Arya announces she's going to see what is west of Westeros and her and John also hug it out. John kneels to Bran and says, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed, where you needed me. And he says, you were exactly where you were needed to be. And John heads to his boat. So there's their goodbyes. And then the next scene is Lord Commander Brienne flipping through the white book. Um, she gets to Jamie's page and writes, of all his good deeds. And to close it off, she writes, died protecting his queen. Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I will was give props. sick to my stomach because no, I, I, I absolutely thought like it was going to say fathered a child. I thought, like, I, I thought that be, was coming. Some shit like that oh, about her see, being pregnant. I mean, to me, the only the only reason you would have the scene is so that you would have her see what Jamie wrote about her about in the white her. book. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that would have been know. worth mm. it. But they had to erase even mm. that, even that little bit. And then they make her write that about him and Cersei. Mm. You know, my God, mm. have they uh, just such bullshit. They fucked us so hard. Like, worse than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> yeah, Is it in- you think it's intentional, like, just hateful? I think it's intentional against me personally. <laughs> yeah, like, honestly, yeah. at this point. <laughs> I feel like you're taking it real personal. <laughs> well, I mean... Honestly, just the audacity to not have that moment in there. Like, that means something. Mm. And then to make her write that about him, that's, you know, that's well, the hardest disturbing. pill to swallow about it is it's 
she doesn't matter. Like her story. No, she doesn't, doesn't matter, matter at all. She yeah. is there as a device in Jamie's story. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Because if she mattered, she would still be with Sansa because that's been her story, like mm-hmm. protecting the star. She would be Sansa's, like the head of Sansa's Queen's Guard if she mattered the least bit to them at all. Instead, like, they she, leave her yeah. with a council of men who aren't going to listen to her. Uh, loveless life, uh, forgetting about Tarth, and she has to, like, live in Jamie's apartments, basically. Oh, God. Oh, my. Oh. Ugh. Ugh. Everything is tainted by what he did to her. Right. The the nighting. Even her night photos. Yeah, like, every little bit of it is tainted. (sighs) It's no release on This is not what was originally intended. It is not. It is not. It is not. You think of all the build-up. All the seasons. Like, why was Jamie ever looking at fucking Tarth the way he looked at Tarth? It makes yeah. no goddamn sense. <laughs> Why did George everything... write that scene that clearly foreshadows a marriage? You know, George R. R. Martin wrote that scene. Mm-hmm. Like Jamie's dreams. Uh, oh my god. Like and and why so I think like what was intended for them stopped at episode four before mm-hmm. Jamie leaves. I I think that's like and then it's just Dan and Dave just doing bullshit yep, for absolutely. the rest of it. Like that that has to be because like the nighting feels like that's George, like Jamie Nighting Brand, yeah, that's definitely George, and them fighting together in the um, you know what they're calling yeah, the show, the Great like, War, yeah, but against yeah. the White Walkers, protecting I definitely, each other. I definitely think that's happening. Protect, yes, protecting each other, and then you know later on, like they're definitely fucking and all that. Yeah, yeah. But like I think that's where it stopped, like where it wasn't intended to stop for George, and then it's just Dan and Dave will like, but we're just gonna send jamie back to start seeing none of that other shit mattered that no (laughs) no 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 yeah i mean it's really hurt it's hurtful like it sounds ridiculous to say it like that but that's you know that's what it feels like it feels like we were sold something and you know not only did we not get it delivered but what we got instead was like purposely the worst most like I mean, hurtful version of the story for no reason, because like Mm. at the end of it, it didn't matter at all that Jamie was there. Like he didn't need to be there for Tyrion to I mean, Danny could have arrested Tyrion when he resigned from being Hand because she was pissed, Mm -hmm. you know, like that was, you know. That would have been easy. So there was literally no reason for him to be there. Nothing was accomplished. And if Tyrion well, really loves his you want to brother, go further, he wouldn't have let him go. And if you want to even mm-hmm. go further than that, if this was what their intent was at the of the end of everything, why even send Jamie north? Because really, yeah, yeah, he could have just stayed. He didn't in. do anything no in the war just against stay, just stay with Cersei. Yeah, 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 he just yeah. like backed up against a wall, yeah. hacking at shit. Like, why he was bother taking us down this road at all? Yeah, yeah, why act like the scene where she was gonna have the mountain kill him? Like, why all that bullshit? Like, like it right, doesn't like, make they just, any. They just sense. changed it all after season seven, mm-hmm. and just the words yeah. that they had Jamie say. You know, him saying he doesn't care about innocence, him calling I'm himself never, stupid. Uh-huh. Him doing all of that, like that's like hurtful towards the actor, honestly. Like I don't know how. Else and that's what I it. think it was directed at. Like I think it was like a fuck you to him. It was. I think it was too. Like that's what it feels like because like imagine imagine him reading that script and seeing the beautiful shit they're doing with Jamie and Brienne, and then getting to the fucking end. I could it. just see them twirling their little villain mustaches. Yep. Yeah. And like just yeah, 
And I mean, you know, kudos to him. He gets an Oscar for best work in a promo season. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) I will say, um, even though the scene is really hollow, uh, Gwendolyn knocked it out of the park. Oh, she did. And the memes have been great. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, and she's been sharing them too. It's awesome. <laughs> I love that. There's been a couple of actors from the show who have like literally tweeted, "I'm here for the memes." Yeah, <laughs> like I think Maisie Williams yep. did. Maisie yeah, did. Yeah, I've seen like uh, uh, Pillu uh, Aspect plays Euron. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's done a couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're gonna have, if you're gonna go out, if you're gonna go out at night with one of the actors or actresses from the show, like Pillu Aspect is like rising quickly to the top because he seems like just like an absolute blast like, yeah he, does. he seems like just great <laughs> yeah, she's too bad that we didn't get the the euron for the books oh i know and he I mean, was all up for it from what i've read oh yes like, he could have played that oh. like he wanted the eye patch so like, yes he, he was, did he was down for it <laughs> and, like, like the valerian got, they, steel yeah, armor and stuff oh, like God. i mean yeah I and really I feel that, like when he saw like what a cartoon he was playing, he just oh. went full on cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> Which, he you just know, leaned right into it. God yeah. love him. Guy <laughs> could have used the horn to to you know take over a dragon instead of kill it. Uh he could have ridden. Which the would have been awesome. Oh yes. Oh, that would have been did cool. you see what he said about like the aim, like why Euron's aim was suddenly so bad? He was like, because I guess they needed it to be <laughs> the for the script. story. Yeah. The oh, yeah. Yeah. Like He's that awesome. is fucking hilarious. But like, and I think like not getting Euron the way Euron was meant to be, and like the whole brand is the Three Eyed Raven and what that means. I think that goes into like one of the main problems with the show is that they took so many of the fantasy elements out. Like Lady Stoneheart, the Starks and their dire wolves. Mm-hmm. Like I just said, Euron and like what the Three Eyed Raven really is and can do. Like all that stuff is missing, and that's like some of the higher fantasy stuff. And like that, not having that stuff really hurts a lot of what you're trying to do. If like you started telling the story that George was telling. Yeah, yeah. like why did they shy away from it all? Because they have fucking dragons like that's Dra- exactly i mean you know david benioff wrote troy without the god the ancient greek gods which greek you know god, renders oh. all of the characters actions utterly stupid you How know cool so would i mean have been, you know for the night king not to kill a dragon instead you could have john and danny having their two dragons and you could have euron having his dragon and and then you could have you know this epic you could almost like a dance of the dragons type thing yeah and imagine, like, full-on pirate uh, <laughs> Valerian armor, you're yes. on riding a fucking dragon. Like, <laughs> that's just funny. <laughs> and, like, all the fantasy stuff lends well to, like, TV and, like, their big budget, like, the big budgets and things they have. Like, they could have done wonders with, with some of that stuff and they just pushed it all to the side like even like even the night king ultimately just didn't matter like and and like and for for like that's why for me a lot of everything like feels flat because like i've been checked out i mean i've been checked out since like last season really but like i've really been like like my expectations have been so low since episode three after Mm -hmm. they killed the night king my Expectations have been so low, and somehow I was still disappointed. And like that takes talent. (laughs) Disappointed when my expectations were like in the fucking ground, and you still got under them somehow. 
I mean, it's just like classic lack of effort, you know. Like oh, yeah, phon- on to I the mean, next phoning thing. it in. That's all yeah, it is. And I mean, did y'all see the water bottle behind yes. the foot? Like oh, and that just gosh. shows you that like I they they were just checked out of it. Like literally did not care. Like last season it was the truck that was in the background shot. This season mm. you have the star the coffee cup cameraman. and the water bottle and it cameraman and it's like they like it's just lack of effort and caring about what you're doing. You know, how are the Emmys, for example, going to justify nominating anyone other than some of the actors, you know? Like, what a joke. And, I mean, it will be hilarious if they're not nominated for anything. I mean, that's like a true slap in the face. Didn't they get nominated for that one episode where they had the word shit burger in the script? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's all a fucking joke. (laughs) Right, I mean, it's a joke and they probably will be, but I mean... It just seems like it's pretty universally panned for quality that it just seems difficult to believe that, you know, they they would be rewarded. We'll see. I mean, they may take it because it's all biz, right? It's all business. Right. And yeah. they'll just use it as their pivoting point to be like, see, because it's not so bad after all. I can right. see no, it exactly. now. I can see it now. All right, let's get through this. We're near the end. Tyrion arrives early to his small council meeting, fixes the furniture. Sam presents uh, Tyrion with the Song of Ice and Fire. Um, Tyrion learns he's not really mentioned in it. Bronn and Davos is also there. And then Bran arrives with Pod and Brienne. Um, Bran says, we don't seem to have a master of whispers, law, or war. He asks about Drogon and then says, perhaps I can find him. Um, Sir Podrick is called forth and uh, he's asked to take Bran away. And then uh, we learn Sir Bronn um, has said the crown's debt has been paid. Davos says they need an armada. Um, I don't know. They have like a bit of banter about grammar, clean water, brothels. Um, mostly brothels because, mostly you know, brothels, right? that's them. Um, and they, they tried to go with the Tyrion joke again. Yeah, they ended on that. Right, and like, no one cares anymore. Like, sorry, that ship has sailed. It wasn't funny before, it's not funny now. Not funny now. (laughs) Why why would Bran need a Master of Whispers? That's exactly what I thought. (laughs) Can he see everything? When he said that, I just thought Terry would look at him and say, oh, I thought you were doing that. (laughs) (laughs) And why not show us him looking for Drogo? Yes, have his eyes roll back right there while they (laughs) go on. That's what I thought they were going to do. I thought he was going to, like, sort of lean back and nothing happened. (laughs) And, like, have Bronn be like, wait, what the fuck? Because surely Bronn has never seen that. Well, surely, I mean, who in that room has seen that, actually? (laughs) No one. No one. (laughs) No one in that room has seen that happen before. And also, Sam is now Grand Maester somehow. How much time? But without the chains, he doesn't have the full chains. Yeah, he doesn't have the chains, but somehow still Grand Maester. Like, what are what are we doing? But if that much time has passed, he also has two kids. Are they married? Can the Maesters marry now? Like, what's happening? Did he have a boy (laughs) or a girl? Where's Gilly? Well, we don't have a Maester Maester of Laws, so. (laughs) Yeah, there's nothing. No one enforces anything right now. It's fine. God. Yeah. Again, though. There doesn't seem to be anyone in King's Landing besides these eight peoples. <laughs> yeah, they really uh, didn't spend any money on extras other than, um, you know, the scary brown people at, this, in, at yeah, the start. Uh, like, that's exactly. pretty much it. Like, 
show us King's Landing trying to rebuild or something. Show yeah, us right? show us what's going on with the small folks to make it seem it's like if you want this whole Mad Queen and Danny's like John killing Danny to matter, show us that. Like show us what's happening now with the small folks of King Landing and what they're going through after this yeah, has happened. Like show like, it being a ghost town. Like there's uh, no one there. You know? Like just anything. Or show like, us like kids Hot looking Pie for their opening parents, his, anything. you know, bakery his and new King's blooming Landing. business. Yeah. <laughs> So to close it off, we have John arriving at the wall where he's greeted by Tormund. Um, we get a montage of John, Sans, and Arya, respectively, um, in their new lives. Um, let's see, Sans is in her beautiful dress, Queen in the North. Arya with her ships uh, and maps, setting sail on a, with a really nicely um, <laughs> it's a nice sail with a wolf on it. <laughs> John reunites with ghosts and wildlings, and then he nopes the fuck out of Westeros. So he's, like I said, I think getting the happiest of endings. He's free. Oh, definitely. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like these these last shots of the starts were so beautiful, so well done. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, why is this episode not called A Time for Wolves? Right. Or yeah. A Dream of Spring. Like, because I mean, at the end, you see the. Um, the green, um, well, you know, uh, weed growing up out of the ground as they're yep. heading, you know, out beyond the wall. And it's like, why is this episode called The Iron Throne? Uh, but yeah, it, uh, I, don't I don't think know, that they man. know that the last book is either, you know, A Dream of Spring or, <laughs> or was almost wolf. a time for wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I like Sansa's crown. But that was cool. That was cool. Loved her, her crown. Dress. Loved her dress. Yeah. Yes. Her dress is amazing. Yeah, that dress was gorgeous. And I the love chair. That the, I love that the occasional gents are the ones like, oh my god, I love her dress. <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to say anything. I'm like, oh, be cool. Be cool. <laughs> it looks very cool. It just looks cool. Uh, um, how fucking quick did Arya get that shit built? Yes. God. Maybe she stole it from uh, Asha. <laughs> <laughs> right. And just and just carved the dire wolf yeah. into it. <laughs> I would you know, seeing them actually interact with each other, Arya and uh Yara, it would have been nice to have actually some scenes before this where they interacted more and maybe even struck up a little friendship. And maybe Yara could have presented the boat to her. You know, like Aww. it just is like a cool thing. I think they would get along. They have kind of similar personality wise, you know? They're kind of badasses and I don't know. I think it would be cool to have them talk to each other at least and instead yeah, of yeah i mean any of the characters talking to each other would have been well yeah you know, <laughs> nice. would have been great yeah but that's that's the dialogue uh <laughs> so hard <laughs> and like that's the thing so many conversations are missing for like for the last few seasons like just conversations that needed to be had that are either never never had or we never see and i mean yeah. if you never see them they never happen like it's, yeah like uh, well like the people questioning like how does john actually feel about rhaegar and liana being his parents like oh, he never happen. talked to anyone about it like wouldn't he have talked to sam you know like, like that just didn't matter like why cut away from the scene where, where he tells bran to tell sets and Arya? like that's what we want to i mean see, did like, our did our plus l equals did did that even matter though? No, no, yeah, apparently not. It it didn't. And that's a well, that's your that's a good question though. Do you guys feel like maybe the fandom has built it up to be something that isn't? No, I think like no, like if that's the question that George asked them, like who is John's mother, and that's what yeah. he based 
giving them the show off of, then that has to matter. That has to mean something. I don't know. Or if it's just a thing to... In George's world. I don't know. Like to mean something. Like, the fandom had already figured out who his mom was. Like, anyone who reads the books... I mean, anybody who easily. could Google who could, could like get a show. Which is why that was a. <laughs> but that, that's concerning that George's question was who is Jon Snow's mother. <laughs> like his question should have been who is the perfume seneschal or some shit like that. Something that yeah. nobody really really knows. Right. But like that. But that's just the fact that he asked him that. I feel like to George it matters and it's going to matter in his story. Like I mean, it it, it has to. Like I feel like John's. Aunt answer like the two times he's been asked about death like his answer in the book is going to be wildly different because he's definitely inside of ghost right you know so like there's so many things that like right like he's probably gonna spend wins on the show in a wolf you know Hmm. yeah i mean even if it's just even if it just matters because he's a dragon rider you know there's a and he won't be like completely ineffectual, like you know he was in the in the show. I don't know, but I mean, I I wouldn't, you know, his is an ending. I wouldn't doubt if John ends up north of the wall, and maybe he ends up north of the wall because he can't go any, you know, like he is kind of an undead creature. Like maybe he can't leave Castle Black, you know, like maybe there's like an actual consequence of him being dead. Like I def I definitely think his story ends with him north of the wall. And, like, how we get there, I'm just definitely going to be wildly different. And I've thought, like, because that he is, he comes back undead, he will be different or in some kind of confrontation with the Night King. Like, I've, I've the theory before that, that um, John has to become the new Night King or some bullshit like mm-hmm. that. Like, even that would have been something, anything like that, you know? But I yeah, definitely like think there it has to north be of some wall, consequence um, of him having died. To, to him having died, so R plus L equals J, like, he is both ice and fire, like, all of that has to mean something at some point. I would hope it does. It would be really disappointing, as it was in the show, if it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. And it's not even that it did mean anything, so they never bring it up. Well, yeah, they like, never brought it up, he, right. Like, like we say, he doesn't talk to anyone. I mean, well, I... Why? Why do we continue why to go down into Liana's tomb? Like, why? Why is that a thing? Why? Why? Or why, why couldn't Danny have talked to the only? She now has a living Targaryen that she can talk to and say, "Hey, you know, let's talk about our shared history." You know, or like why did, yeah. Or John talked to Jamie or Varys. Yes. Or would anyone. know Rhaegar. You know, like my grandfather killed my other grandfather. I need to talk to someone about this. Yeah. Or just you know, hey Jamie, like. You knew my dad. Like, was he cool? <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't you want to know someone that knew your, yes. you know, your biological father? And I mean, wouldn't Danny too? Like, you know, I know. Well, actually, I don't think they ever had Varys talk to it. You know, I think they never had Varys talk to her about it. But you know, it's not. You know, does they they made a point of having that little Jamie, um. John scene in the very first episode and then um, you know never ever had anything happen to it again I mean that was when George was more involved in the show obviously too so it seems like there's and I mean obviously we know Jamie enough to know that like a son of Rhaegar he'd like wet himself over he'd be so excited so <laughs> it should matter okay on that note can we go to the mail yeah so <laughs> We have a ton of mail. <laughs> um, 
So if we don't get to your mail, we will. Um, well, can we just say that? I think we do have like a planned drunk cast at some point, right? So yeah, we, might be able to we do, and for that. and I think we have like a another. We we we'll get to it. Let's just say that. So if we don't read it tonight, don't um, please don't be upset. Don't be all butthurt like I was last week. Yeah, because we have this one letter from someone named Lot who is apparently really, don't, don't really upset. this week. <laughs> um, okay, Throw it in I the will, fire. I'm throwing Aww. it in the fire. Um, I actually wanted to read uh, our friend Tina, who's been a guest, just because she has a, a different perspective. So she says, Hello, everyone. I'm in utter awe over the last episode. I know where the loose ends, and I know there were loose ends and plot holes, I can, but I can see George's ending in there, and I can't even believe it. True bittersweet. I can't believe I'm going to say it, but I love the episode, and I'm so glad. I've been so upset by this season. In the end, the actual ending wowed me. What? I may be a part of a minority on this, but if Danny went mad, forgetting it was rushed, um, she needed to die so the world wouldn't bleed. John had to be punished for killing her, but that look in his face, I'm never coming back. Um, Arya going west and Sansa being queen, it all worked. I know for sure the books will be better that, than all this crap we had to deal with, but I can see the true ending in there. Okay. So I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was important. There, Obviously, there's another perspective, so. Thanks, Tina. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we did have, you know, we, we had some messages that probably weren't as, like, burn them all as, <laughs> um, as we would have thought. Our friend Shelby, who writes us some nice long emails, just has, um, Fuck that white book scene up the ass with no lube and no mercy. First, you <laughs> didn't even write about Bree escorting him to King's Landing like his real self did in a song in A Storm of Swords. Another implication that he never really cared about her, which fuck you. D and D made Bree write that passage herself. The passage she cannot can, uh, canonically, you know, I can't say that wrote. Why exclude that? Because it's too shippy in JB's favor as opposed to being in JC's favor. Um, so uh, and the salt on, and the salt on the wound. They do a camera close up of her writing the line that further rubs in the fact that the twincest won the ship war. Larry died saving his queen. Like, okay, we get it, D and D. You ship twincest and hate JB. Fuck off and stop twisting in the knife. Mm-hmm. The fact mm-hmm. that they had Brienne write that is such a fuck you to JB shippers mm-hmm. and Gwen, and especially Nikolai, who they wanted to punish for daring to question their mishandling of Jamie's character since season four. They knew that Nick shipped JB, so they forced him to deal with Twincest, and then had Brienne low-key admit defeat to the JC ship by having her write that line. Also, are we really having Brienne be that good, ugly girl that still pines after the hot guy that never really gave a fuck about her? Fuck Mm -hmm. (laughs) D&D. There's more, but I thought that was the most. That's the juicy bits. That's the juicy bit, yeah. Um, She ain't wrong. Let's see. Joy, who's Joy, who's been a guest a couple of times, um, writes, uh, I'll start with the heart of the matter, although I'm sure you'll be giving it ample coverage. I hate what they did with Brienne. Brienne and the Kingsguard bringing honor back to this group that's been devoid of it was absolutely one of the endings I could envision, even if it had to be one of my least favorites. The problem here, aside from her being the token women being spoken over by these idiot men, is that I don't feel that sense of inevitability of it was always going there. Like I feel for so many other characters because they basically their book ending. It's their book ending. I'm not suggesting this is not her book ending. However, it's the one I'm least satisfied with. Even if she had been a protector in the Stormlands instead, I would have had much, much, much more enthusiasm. 
The high kingship of Westeros is not an institution I wish to see last and prosper, and therefore a character and knight of Brienne's caliber doesn't feel particularly fulfilling being part of it. I'd rather she defend things that matter more, and that filling out Jamie's page. As far as I'm concerned, that was a direct fuck you to me from Dumb and Dumber. Saw on Twitter that at least she could have written about him knighting her, and I very much agree. Let her have one thing that's about her and her journey. I hate them. Seriously. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a certain tone to the <laughs> to the angry messages. Um, Carly just says, thank you so much for the most recent episode. I needed a rage. It was so cathartic. You all do amazing work, which thank you. Mm-hmm. We we appreciate your rage. Mm-hmm. Um, Manon, I don't, I'm just saying it like that because of the fake French. Menon du source, great movie. Um, I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who stay strong while the show became more and more a shit show. Every week I wait for your podcast to cheer me up or to rage and rant with you. You've helped me process the fact that show Jamie was useless and that the end would be a disastrous show of cheap characterization and bad writing. But that don't matter. Soon enough when my toddler will finish college and find a job, we'll have the end of the amazing story that brings us all together. And, that, and that's more important than the show. Yeah, they're literally sweet summer children. Um, we have uh, from Nim, who says, Long-time listener, but first-time responder. Um, anyways, le- leading up to this last season, I did have some high hopes that it was going to be good. Great, even. So I hyped myself up just by re-listening to all of your episodes. Mm. Even a couple of years later, your podcast still makes my workday all that much easier and funnier. It reminds me so much about what I've forgotten in the books and the show. It's gotten me to reread it all over again, too. <laughs> so with all, so with you all, fuck D- D&D. I hope they never adapt anything or touch anything with the source ever again. Because let me just say, Detective Pikachu did a better job <laughs> than, this, than this got season. Like, leagues better to me. Also, um, Brian Cogman. Why? I wish he had written everything. I really do. Since I pretty much just bleached anything from episode three, thank you so much for recapping because I wasn't even going to watch the rest of that shit show. And here's the good hope that the last two books will do much better. So, yeah, I, I hear ya. Uh, we have an email from Violetta who says, Dear ladies and gents, just wanted to say a big congratulations to us all. We're finally free of the shit show. The relief is so very sweet. Although everything has been ruined by D&D, at least the majority of the viewers see what a disaster the show has become, and almost nobody is defending it. Personally, I'm so glad that I won't have to look at or listen to the show's whitewashed version of Tyrion anymore. Peter Dinklage is great, but his character has become simply unbearable, and Brienne's ending was lame as fuck. Hmm. I hope we can move on from this as quickly as possible. The show is truly not worthy of any kind of emotional investment. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Agreed. Mm -hmm. Um, Lauren says, hello, ladies and occasional gents. Uh, First, I'm a new listener and so grateful to have found the group of you to commiserate with during this dark time. (laughs) This is so funny when you read them all in a row. (laughs) You are are my emotional support podcast. Um, Oh, this is oh, so this is the one. Okay, you guys, are you ready for some emotional hurt? Okay, I'm going to hurt you anyway. Okay. <laughs> After listening to the latest episode, I really got to thinking of how I can frame the shitty show episodes so they don't leave me with an empty place in my heart. As you have been saying, the characters are ours, and I can choose to read even their dumb scenes however I want. 
especially because so much happens off screen and no one ever states their motivations. So here's my attempt. Jamie loves Brienne. That is established canon beyond a doubt. And it is a romantic love based on respect and admiration. He thinks she hung the moon. His sexual attraction for her arises out of those feelings and the physicality of their contact, sparring together literally and figuratively, which freaks him out because this is not in his experience where sexual attraction comes from or what it looks like, hence slow burn. He waits until she initiates. He is not trying to get her drunk and take advantage. He's scared as hell and can't figure out how to shift their relationship without fucking it up. So liquid courage. So he follows her around like a love-struck puppy waiting to feel the shift for her to show him that it's what she wants to, as in when she literally starts taking off his clothes for him. He knows for a fact when he goes to her room that if she doesn't want him there, she will kick his ass out. He stepped up to Tormund because he knows she doesn't want to be bothered by him, and he also just constantly wants to be with her now so that something can finally happen. He would have gone to her room anyway. He was playing at being jealous and realized he was he was because he does not want her attention on anyone else. He's in love. I imagine that Winterfell month consists of so much talking in bed, because when do they ever shut up? A month of sex and talking. Things have been said off screen. Fuck you, D&D, because witty repartee and sexual tension smut is what we love about them. But it still happened. It's canon, too, so we can fill in the blanks. Cersei has been addressed. They are not shy with each other. She knows he has some guilt about letting her die because of course he does. Brienne knows Jamie way better than Jamie knows Jamie, even book Jamie. There's been lots of lovey-dovey staring at each other in goofy grinning bliss. There's been snuggling to sleep, breathing each other's breath, and waking up together, which part they're used to, but but he and Cersei never did. Plans were discussed. I doubt vows may because I think they are wary of those. Um, Jamie loves the version of himself she sees honorable oath keeper but Jamie didn't come to her as, as a completely free man she knows love was, love was confessed and fidelity promised he could promise her that despite fuck faces making Nick tell Gwen I don't love you anymore off screen to emotionally manipulate her performance there's no evidence for why that would be that was the actors not the characters why on earth would he just stop loving her what changed which is why we all immediately jump to him lying to protect her and trying to make sense of it. He's done with Cersei as a lover, and Brienne knows it. I don't even think that her being pregnant means much to him. Uh, certainly Nick didn't play it that way because he hated that plot line. Who cares another pawn for her to manipulate? Maybe if he could get the child away from her, but she would kill that child first. He knows that. When he leaves, it is because he is a good man that the good man that Brienne thinks he is. He, had made, he has made oaths to his sister. Who, who is he if he breaks them? Now that his entire existence is based on keeping them and being worthy of Brienne. Um, I mean, we have eyeballs. Yeah. We all saw right. it. We all saw it. <laughs> we right. saw I mean, what like, Nick acted in as well. That's, yeah, I mean, there's nothing in here that's not wrong. It's just, you know, again, the anger that we get from investing so many years in that and then not seeing it. You know, like, we know what was going on that month in Winterfell. Mm-hmm. We're not, you know, we're not innocents, but... Um, you know, like, why? what a shame we didn't get to see it. <sighs> um, let's go into some of our Tumblr messages, too. So, this was an interesting Anon, I thought. Don't you find it funny that Catelyn got what she wanted? Her kids become a king and a queen, and John, and John is banished forever. I don't get why Bronn is important in any way, getting everything he wanted. What was the point of John's parentage? It's such a disappointing ending. I just hope you guys have more things to cover. Um, I don't know. 
that Kat wouldn't want this. Would you want this for your kids, those of you who have kids? No. No, to be all scattered to the winds? like. No, no. I feel like this is what Kat didn't particularly want. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I, she never even wanted Ned to leave. No. Yeah, she just wanted everyone together and safe. I mean, John out of the way, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, not even addressing, like, if she knew who John was, like, how does that inform her relationship with Ned? You know, is she happy yeah. that he never cheated on her, or is she, you know, really more angry that he didn't trust her? He didn't tell her, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty big. That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, Had her believing a lie her whole life. Yeah. Oh, gosh, horrible. Uh, it'd be hard to get over that. We have an Anon who, um, we have a bunch of... We have book Jamie Brienne who says, well, that was a fucking disappointment. I'm not even mad at anything besides Brienne because it was otherwise so extremely boring. Danny's death was almost comically anticlimactic. Although imagine how funny it would have been if her last words had been Dracarys and she takes John into death with her. (laughs) The destruction of the Iron Throne was for fuck all because they still chose a new king and apparently Sam's attempt at inventing democracy failed on every level. (laughs) So... uh, you know, if Jamie really was the stupidest Lannister, um, or maybe it's Cersei, because if she was smarter, she would have told them to move 10 meters so they don't get buried under one layer of disproportionately <laughs> small pile of bricks. <laughs> Which I love. And then I just had one more that I wanted to... Um, it's on Twitter, so it's just give me one moment here. And it's um, Terrible Existence, who's written us, and we didn't get a chance to get to their their email last week, so I wanted to get to... Um, a couple of Twitter comments that they um, sent in today. Just I know they'll be they'll be happy. Uh, let's see. Just for the record, we do have a lot of Twitter mentions now. <laughs> like we're super popular on Twitter. Um, ish. I mean, for us, let's give it for perspective. Um, but let's let's let's, uh, let's give ourselves some credit. I think we've been uh, pretty show critical for a long long time but welcome all you others <laughs> like hipster show uh, we're like hipster like hipster show haters we yeah. hated it before, yeah, before right. it was popular. <laughs> so um terrible existence says small um, victories we gotta take what we can <laughs> um there's so much to unpack with Bran becoming king I love it at least in the books the sweet kid witnessing an execution and mercy in the sparing of the direwolves, broken and sent away to make to make way for summer, only to hold ice over the whole of Westeros. The sweet kid from the beginning, broke, broken and sent on a journey where he sees the whole of humanities of human history and existence. How much of that sweet kid is still there at the end? What's his vision and purpose and ruling? What is his conclusion on the Song of Ice and Fire? Um, how much do those opening moments matter? I have a friend who I've talked about anticipating the moment Bran performs an execution, metaphorically or otherwise. Um, you know, we've seen Theon handle an, ex- an execution, we've seen Rob handle it, and we've seen John do as well. But now we have the, br- the blueprint for how Bran will reach that juncture, and interestingly, he may do so in deciding the fate of Jon Snow, the human heart in conflict. It's a literal full circle, and George will make it work, unlike the show. So I think, you know, it's kind of saying that some of the things we talked about with Bran, that there's, you know, some some huge danger in, mm-hmm. you know, giving 
unlimited power to someone who already, you know, unlimited political power to someone who has, you know, unlimited, like, metaphysical power. But it makes me, it did make me, you know, just him mentioning Summer, like, does knowing, you know, does thinking Bran ends up on the throne or Bran ends up ruling, does that, like, make you think anything about why he was so insistent on, you know, Summer as the direwolf's name? Like, does that change it? Oh, jeez. I did see someone mention how each of the children's direwolf names are what they become or what they represent. Like, Sansa Mm. becomes a lady, and then, of course, Rickon is a shaggy dog story. Yeah. Yeah. And John is the right ghost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know about Grey Wind and Rob, but maybe like the, you know, gray and white banners and, you know, the Maria, obviously. But yeah, Summer's the one that it's like, I mean, that makes you go back to the whole, isn't an allegory for climate change? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I should understand what this means, but I, I, I don't. Yeah, I so I think that is the that's the bulk of our mail. Good. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everybody for sending that in. And yeah, there we will is more get and we'll to get the others. Uh, we're tired. It's been a long, long watch, and I, for one, am glad it's over. <laughs> um, just uh, if you want to send us mail, because we do have a couple more episodes coming up, you can at close the door and at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow us at Door Podcast. Please consider uh, subscribing and supporting, uh, liking, reviewing wherever you listen. Uh, Patreon. Uh, we always love our Patreon supporters. And um, you guys, thanks so much for podcasting tonight, everybody. Closing the door. You're welcome. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, as an aside, when I started listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. you guys you guys have made me care about the Jamie Brand storyline. I didn't really care about it before. So <laughs> I, feel like it's, I feel like I almost blame you guys a little bit for my <laughs> disappointment. <in this> <laughs> Our work here is done. Right? <laughs> We've made a difference Cody, in the world. Same. Oh, yeah. my God. Like, I loved both characters. Like Jamie is like yeah, was my cool. third like, favorite character. And I love Brienne as well, but until I started listening to y'all, I was never like I thought they I thought there was something between them, but not just as deep as it was. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, this is y'all's fault. <laughs> I'm so happy. I'm grinning like a fool, and this is going in the post. We did it. Success. Oh, Yay. <laughs> One occasional gent at a time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>